I have been searching. Welcome to Following the Fire. Thanks for joining us on this journey through the wilderness. Just like Israel followed the pillar of fire and smoke, we want to take a new look at our beliefs and just follow him. And like Israel, we get it wrong a lot, we get lost a lot, but we're doing our best to, to go where God leads us. I'm Nathan. And I'm Steve. Don't you know it's all I have? So today Steve and I talk about our lists, our criteria for what we're looking for in a church. We are both kind of in this awkward stage of trying to figure out what we're going to do. And uh, th- it's kind of hard. It's It's been a long time. It's kind of like dating, only you only get to have a little cracker and a little bit of juice. We know there's a lot of people listening who are in a similar spot. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the list that we come up with. Uh, maybe you can send us your own. And uh, we're, we're happy to have you here. I had been screaming these messages I thought you wanted to hear but it only takes a whisper uh speaking of adult things do you ever when you have brought your car to a mechanic for some reason and then for the next few drives after that are you anxious and paranoid about sounds your car is making or is that just me? I that uh, that's probably not just you, but I, I don't really, I don't really, I try not to listen to my car. <laughs> well, I never listen to my car, which is the problem because then after I've brought it to a mechanic, then I'm like, I don't know if that's a normal sound for it to make or not, but I'm listening. Oh yeah. And so for a few days, I just think maybe my wheel's about to fall off. <laughs> maybe they forgot to tighten a thing. And that is right now happening. That mental sickness is happening to me right now because <laughs> I just got my second vaccine dose. Oh, you did today? Today, this morning. And I think oh, wow. I feel fine. Okay? <laughs> that's that's what I mean. I'm like, I I think <laughs> I am feeling okay, but I'm thinking about it way too hard. And so I'm like, my skin is maybe too cold or maybe too hot or is <laughs> am I focusing too much? Am I... Am I not able to focus right now? And I'm I'm focusing on everything my body is doing, and I'm very paranoid. But I think I feel fine, but I might be dying. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we're we're all dying, Nathan. So just, yeah, you know, t- take comfort in that. That's that's our th- thoughts of the month. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So I was listening to our. Grieving Leaving episode uh, from a couple weeks ago and talking about uh, how to leave a church and and it kind of tips and advice and thoughts on that. So and it, got, it kind of got me thinking about, uh, okay, if, if we're going to be leaving this church where we've been forever, um, what where are we going? And you know, that's you talked about how to how to find a. You talked about maybe we do an episode someday about how to find a yeah church, and maybe that's what this is. This is just more. It's it's more along the lines of kind of what we're looking for. I initially 
started thinking about this topic based on this article that I came across um, on thepursuinglife.com. The title of the article is Deal Breakers, and the author, Megan Crozier, or Crozier, I'm not sure how she pronounces it, she 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 kind of goes through things that are deal breakers for her. Um, and she looks like she wrote it right after the Capitol insurrection. She's like, it was final straw. Here are the things that I'm, you know, deal breakers for me. And right. yeah. it kind of gets me thinking along those lines. Church deal but, breakers? Is that the, or is it? I'd have to read the, the whole thing again, but kind of the, it was kind of just deal breakers in general. Like if you have this opinion, I'm done with you type of thing. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm, I'm over, uh, overstating that a little bit. But, um, yeah, she says, what it comes down to is a question often used in relationships, but I find myself returning to it and my affiliations. What are my deal breakers? So, yeah, right. church and stuff. But I guess I've seen that. I've seen deal, deal breakers come up, uh, like, on Facebook. That's I'll see someone say, if you, if you are this, then unfriend me. Or, like, I'm going to unfriend. Yeah. If I see this kind of thing, then that's a deal breaker. So I guess that's an affiliation also. Yeah, and and I've seen that some too, and I've never. So the reason I didn't want to focus on us discussing deal breakers, quote unquote, is I'm I'm trying to I'm trying my best to go at this from a positive perspective, like this whole journey I'm on. Um, you know, that's that's one reason we call the, to me in my mind anyway, we call the podcast "Following the Fire." Like we're going towards something, not run away from the the cesspit, you know, which is kind of a right. clunky name for burning it podcast. down, <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> yeah, fire's involved. Yeah, and there's a there's an aspect to it uh, of uncertainty because you you know the, the story we're alluding to is one where you are you wake up and you you don't really know what you're going to do that day. You you don't know what direction you're headed how long you're yeah. going to be there. And I think we're, you know, we're, we were talking about it, but we're both in this part of our lives where we are thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot about uh, now that, you know, even just a remote church, whether I was leaving a, a church or not remote church because of COVID was a, a time to just start thinking about, well, why do I do this stuff? Um, mm-hmm. What do I want my faith to look like? And also, how does my faith community play into that? And so, um, I've—I mean, I'm—I've definitely been thinking about this topic a lot. Uh, you know, for me, it's just what—what what next, and how do I? And it's so foreign to me because the way that I chose the last place was that that my parents went there, and I—I yeah. I mean, I—you know, I—I I, I don't know how old I was when we moved, but it's where I grew up. So it wasn't really yeah, and, a choice. And it was fine. Yeah. 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 And so my wife and I have been thinking about this for a long time. And to be honest, there there were some some things that made us want to get away and want to leave the place that we were. But we we did very consciously try to shift our focus from away from what can we what are we getting away from to what are we going toward? And I, I think that that's, I think that that's really important, at least for myself. 
because it, as, as you mentioned in the, the leaving episode, when it's so easy to manufacture or focus on not, or, or just overly focus on the negative of a place you're leaving. Um, and it's, which is kind of a natural thing to do, but we really wanted to figure out what, what are we going toward? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really uh, very healthy thing to recognize because in anything, uh, leaving a job or a church or, or just making a change or even parenting after you've been parented a certain way, uh, mm-hmm. it's a natural impulse is to react to whatever it was maybe that you didn't like, whatever pain was there. And that becomes the driver for what you're looking for. I'm looking for the opposite of that. You know, I'm going to parent the opposite way or, you know, I'm going to this job, you know, was extremely corporate. So I'm going to look for the job that's the complete opposite. But you're kind of accidentally, you're you're just going to be swinging around into other kinds of problems if you're just, if you're only looking for what you're avoiding, what you're trying to leave behind but if you know what you're looking exactly. for um i think you can you can start to i mean you've, you're going to find a, a better place and be able to see through some of the i don't know some you're you're able to focus on the the big picture and not just the one piece that that is now different about some new place but that may not be what you're looking for it also kind of goes to the the um, Quite a few. I think it was, I think it was like sec- our second episode. I mentioned how one of my um, professors in college said that if we define ourselves as what we're not, we're going to define ourselves out of existence. And so I wanted to find myself and define my our family's faith direction as where we're going toward and not what we're not. Right. So uh, I kind of want to talk about some of the criteria that we, that my wife and I, have kind of gotten together. Um, as far as what we're looking for in a faith community and it's kind of a clunky term faith community, I guess, but, um, church, I guess, yeah. <laughs> congregation. Uh, I think that you use that term faith community in the leaving thing, right? Yeah. I, it's, it sounds kind of hipster Jesus, but I, I like it because sometimes words, you know, language moves and is fluid and, and changes, you know, irregardless. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm glad you, you appreciated that. <laughs> so church is a word that people interpret through, you know, decades and decades of history and the Simpsons and yeah, uh, all of these things. And, and it has a lot of baggage to it. And it's, sometimes it means something different to me than it does to maybe the general public. Um, and so if you just change that up every once in a while and use a synonym, it lets your mind uh, see new things that it, when you use the same word over and over, you're just used to it. It, does, it kind of starts to lose its meaning. Yeah. And it's hard to, to talk about the difference between maybe an institutional church, the way we think of it, which is a, you know, usually a building with a staff with people who go to that place every every Sunday, and a faith community it is the same thing. It's a synonym, but it 
you know, I think of uh, Christians meeting at a coffee shop one-on-one and also playing volleyball and also going backpacking and also working on a project and also going to church. Yeah, but it, it is, uh, it's kind of faith community. Um, I like using kingdom community or faith community because it, it I do feel like it, I don't just want a church. I do want a faith community. That's that's why that's yeah. what I'm looking for at, at church. To be. Exactly. And I think you kind of I think what you're getting at is church has a lot of baggage to it, the term church. And it's yeah. a fine term. It's I'm not arguing with the term church, but it does have a lot of baggage to it. But I li- the reason I liked faith community specifically is it described exactly what we're going for. It's a because I think we I think it's important that we have the community together. I, mean, I think global church, global kingdom, etc. That that's a given. And within our little sphere of life, we need to have people that we are in community with, and I think that's really important to have. And I want to find that, and in such a way that I feel like it's going to do to be a. Um, we're looking for a group community that will help us have a better relationship with God, help us to better reflect Christ, and just help us to be more of the people that we, that God wants us to be, and help us along this following God path. Uh, and I, I think that you can do that in a lot of different places and a lot of different ch- churches or whatever, uh, but I then so these these things that I'll talk about are very specific to us. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't want to imply that this is you have to have these opinions. I don't want to imply that you can't stay at the exact place you are and and be and achieve what you need to achieve. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I think we're in very similar uh, spaces. I've. I've been thinking a lot about, um, I know that I, I have a kingdom community uh, and I have had that throughout COVID, but I've been, I, but I also think it's important for, um, well, I, yeah, let me start over. Um, I think that I've had this, this, this time just because of social isolation to work on a lot of my introspective part of my faith. And it would be pretty easy for me to make that the only part of my faith. Um, I barely have to interact with any humans at all right now in, (laughs) in the real world. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that I think is important about the church is that you have to interact with humans. You know, so I, I think a very important part of, growing as a Christian and, and, and being a Jesus follower is, is that community aspect of joining in with other Christians. It, it's an encouragement. It's, it's something that can build you up, but it, I think it's also a challenge we're supposed to have to, um, to be with those people that are going to not always think to say what we expect or not always agree with us or look like us. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the tricky propositions of this whole thing 
is that we, we you want to find some place that's going to support you and to support the direction you're wanting to go spiritually. But at the same time, if you expect that place to be 100% on board with you all the time, <laughs> you're going to be uh, sorely disappointed. I, I We've had a, a few people email us and ask questions about us, how, what we're doing for church and things like that. And I've told told several people that uh, I, I do not expect by any stretch of the imagination to find a place where I'm completely in agreement with everything. I could have started my own church in my own living room with just me and my family, and I would disagree with myself on some things. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think that that I think the key for me is to find a place that will that we feel like we can go with good conscience and that will support our uh, walk toward God and walk with God. With with God, with sky especially, yeah, yes. So, um, we, Christy and I, kind of base these criteria, and I'll kind of I'll go through them, and you you comment as you as you like, Nathan. So they're kind of we kind of base this criteria on the question that Jesus answered to the teachers of the law, okay, in Mark twelve twenty eight. He says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So I, I was, to be to be honest, we wrote some of this stuff out and I'm like, these really kind of align with these two greatest commandments. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, if what I'm wanting to do is, uh, as you and I talked about, kind of what find like, the, what's the, uh, the, the least viable uh, Bible or something like that? Yeah, m- minimum viable church minimum minimum viable church minimum viable uh, uh scriptures <laughs> i think i've been to several minimal yeah, never mind. <laughs> but we we just kind of kind of in a i mean partly because i feel like we've been focusing on the small stuff and sweating the small stuff for so long that i wanted to okay what if if i asked jesus hey jesus what should i look for in a faith community slash church what's the most important things and he would say well he would say this because someone did ask him what's the most important things. And it's to love God with everything about, with every ounce of your being and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think an- another um, retelling of this, he, he, Jesus says the second one is like it. Right. Yeah. Kind of implying that it's on the same level as loving it. So loving God and loving other people. You skip right um, over and monotheism. <laughs> I re- the Lord is I re- one. I really like that though, because the, I mean, because that also that exact the greatest command is is where I started with mine as well. But I think often in, in my life I have started with the least command, the least greatest command, the the smallest command, and started looking for those things are are those least important things 
lining up the, the way that, that I think that they should be to be correct. And I kind of forget about the greatest. I should start with that and work my way back. Yeah. And a weird thing that's happened to me over the past year and a half, two years-ish, is even though I've been kind of doing a lot of rethinking for the past decade, I think if, if two years ago you said, okay, Steve, imagine that you're dropped into a a, a city and there's no quote-unquote Church of Christ, where are you going to go? I'd probably start with, um, are there instruments? <laughs> I mean, you know, other <laughs> like, what's their worship like? Um, what's their what are their classes like? What are their, what are their programs like? Yeah, all these things that I, I now after taking some time to kind of reassess, I, I think I see them. They're 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 down on my list of irrelevant or not. Uh, like, I they just don't bother me. So, um, but what it, what it comes down to is this high level. The high level basis is the love God. And love others as God loves them. That to me, that's kind of what when he says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." What he's getting at is, you should love your neighbor, which means everybody else, as God loves them. I think, and I think that's one way. One thing I want my kids to. It's always been really important in our families to love God, love people as God loves them. And I, I'm, I'm really proud of both of my kids for having that attitude in spades and they they love people more than i love people to be honest i don't like I mean, people i don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't met enough people they well they have taught me a lot of a lot about loving people because my daughter especially she if there's someone in, around her that is the least loved person in in the group in the school in the church whatever it is she will find that person and make them, she will validate them, make them feel like they are real, a real person and she will love on them. And it's, it's beautiful. Wow. And so. Yeah. That's awesome. I've, I've done something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, with, you know, God's help, obviously. Must've been Christy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cats out the bag. <laughs> Sorry. It's Christy. Yeah. So as far as like the, I have this broken down into must haves, must not haves, because it's kind of hard to describe some things without saying what you don't want to have. Um, some nice to haves and some things that are to me completely irrelevant. So, um, so we'll start with that. Start out with the must haves. Part of my problem is that, as mentioned, I have very little experience with anything but the church I grew up in. So part of my issue is I don't know what's out there. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 
the internet is a nice thing to have. I can't imagine trying to do this like in the in the sixties. The phone book, yeah. You just flip open the phone book, um, and and there's so many choices these days for church. It used to be there's like Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, Church of Christ, <laughs> and now that it's like all over the board. You don't know if a community church is affiliated with something or not. And then there's all these independent churches who then you find out that they're actually affiliated with like something called like X29 or, you know, and then you got to figure out what that means. And it, it's, it's <laughs> just a, it's just a hassle, but, um, keep keeping some of this stuff in mind as we've been looking around, we haven't, we haven't gone anywhere really, um, for actual worship, just mostly the COVID we're kind of waiting for my son to get his vaccine. He's 13, so he should be able to get his pretty soon. They just approved that. But um, we do know, that for one one thing that we are looking for for sure is, as far as loving God and loving others, we want to find some place who, uh, who teaches, a, a place that teaches and lives out equality for all people. And the first thing that comes to mind is equality for women. As discussed in, in previous episodes, that's become a really big issue for me, and I'm seeing more and more how I think that we've made a huge mistake in churches which exclude women from leadership positions and preaching and teaching and things like that. I think we've... It's sad we've lost for... Hundreds of years, we've lost half of our church. We've kept them silent. And I, I just, I can't, and this is kind of a, a conscience thing. I, I just feel like I can't in good conscience go to a place that that excludes women from, from, the, from the roles. Yeah. That obviously then includes all races, all income levels, including homeless people, uh, rich people, whatever. And also in... And this this has recently become more important for us. Equality in treating the LGBTQ community as equal partners in 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 the gospel in in the the family of God, and that's that's been a hard one to find uh, because there was a, a church that we had been kind of getting to know really well, and we were thinking okay this this could be this could be a good place to kind of land after leaving the where we were and then it did it it didn't occur to me to ask what their stance was on lgbt stuff mm-hmm. um and until my i think it was either my wife or my daughter brought it up I'm like oh shoot <laughs> so i asked and it was not the answer we were hoping for um and and i think Sometime in the future, you and I will probably do a maybe do a podcast about that whole topic because it it's it's a dicey one. It can be complicated, and it can be simple at the same time. But it's it's something that I'm I'm still I'm still working on. I I do know that I could not go to a, I could not become a part of a community a faith community that. I don't know how to say this. So I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of now like kind of just over the line into the fully affirming side of things. 
Uh-huh. But my wife and daughter and my son are like 100% of it. Yeah, you're and, the last one. <clears throat> I'm the last one. And um, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to understand things. And some some things like I just learned some stuff yesterday that like kind of blew my mind about um, how the Bible has been translated differently and et cetera, et cetera, we, so, which we'll get into sometime. But um, I, I, I couldn't bring my family to a place that was not LGBTQ affirming because partly so many of my my daughter's friends are in that community because like I said, she loves the people that people don't want to love. And, and I can't imagine having some of her friends over to play their D and D or magic, the gathering, whatever they play because they're massive nerds. (laughs) Um, But we love them. I can't, I can't imagine having that's not from Christy. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine having these like these trans kids over to our house and then telling them that they can't come to church with us. Yeah. I I don't know what it, what it says for our, where we are in church culture, but you you were saying you're looking for places that lift up as equals women, then people of all races, then all incomes and LGBTQ and if you want to find all of those, all you have to look for is LGBTQ. I can't ever say it right unless I'm reading it, but all you have to to look for is that. So that's where I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on the... You're working on just saying the letters. I'm working on the acronym first because I think it's... Okay. They might not let me in if I if I call it LTBG. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't but you, you make a good point that if, if you want to find a church that supports that, that's all you have to search for. Yeah. And there are there are websites out there that I've come across, but the the pool shrinks drastically huh. when that is one of your criteria. And strangely, there's a lot of churches out there who are fully LGBTQ affirming, who are like high church type places, like yeah, yeah. Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, that kind of stuff. Isn't that what? Which the... seems like an odd dichotomy to me. Yeah, I've I've had the same exact feeling, but I think it might be because of our bias in where we came from. Could be because we Church of Christ is a unadorned auditorium with mostly lay people leading everything, and so no I vestments, think it, no no vestments, <laughs> no liturgical calendar, right? No incense. It's low church compared mm-hmm. to high church, and high church we mean there are there's a priest who is a who is part of a clergy. And the, the buildings tend to be also adorned and um, adorned is a weird, that's a Christian word, isn't it? I don't, I don't think I've ever yeah, heard works. someone who. <laughs> it's, it's a Christian word and it's also like a, a Jane Eyre word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so I, I think in my imagination, I just assume that whatever high church is, cause I was low church is um, like more in the past. And I think of yes, yeah, uh, LGBT affirming as on the f- in the future, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I'm thinking of it chronologically, and so I think that's why it it doesn't make sense in my mind. Like, wait a minute, but there, you know, that's old church. I would expect to see it at new church. Yeah, but, old church. You think I think of as very conservative, very you know, 
buttoned up ties, you know, wear a suit coat to church all the time, that kind of thing. But what you get with high church are people making decisions are different than people making decisions for low church. Yeah. So committees can make all kinds of bad decisions, but in low church, you tend to have less organization. So even those community churches that have an affiliation, they're still maybe led by a pastor or a group of pastors somehow. You know, we had elders, but it's each individual uh, congregation, if they were going to come to some conclusion like that, they have to come to that conclusion on their own. Mm-hmm. But the high churches, they, you know, they, they meet and talk about it once a year. What are we going to do? Yeah. So then this, this, this comes to the loving people as God would love them. Equality for women, races, LGBT, income levels, those things to me, those are, people are who they are. They are, they are this way. They are, they are white, they're black, they're trans, they're whatever. This is who they are. I need to love them for who they are and accept that. So that's going to have to be a, a must-have for a place that we find ourselves in the future. Along with that, we really want to have a, a place that's going to stand up for social justice, which Chrissy made the good one. She's like, it's just justice. <laughs> we, For some reason, we have this this idea that we this term social justice is thrown around these days, but it's just justice. And we know very well from all the way from old Testament through, through the new that justice is extremely important to God. I mean, just like Isaiah from the first chapter through the end, there's lots of mentions of, you know, how important justice is and love the oppressed and welcome the foreigner and on and on. Have we not done a justice episode yet? Not yet. We need to, we should do no. a full, we need a full yeah. justice episode. Cause the, you can go Ooh, through, we mention it a lot. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's a surprising study to actually go and read each uh, instance of justice in the Bible. It, it doesn't take that long. There's a lot of it, but it means something. It doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means. That's that's something I, I learned. Um, oh, it's, that'd, it's that'd, for be, that'd be good. A completely different group. So, yeah, but very very important to God, obviously. So, and yeah, also very to important Steve. to God, and so <laughs> yeah, also to Steve. Um, so. We we want some place that is when when they are faced with injustice that they do something about it. Not a place that's just going to be theoretical or uh, educated about it, you know, and talk about how how it's bad or could be better. Some place that actually takes some action. Um, and and. Things that we want to keep our eyes out for are, uh, in general, are how important are relationships with to these people with each other and their relationship to God. And this is kind of plumbing the depths of um, how, loving God, as far as the, the two greatest commandments. So, how important are relationships with each, with each other and relationship with God? How do they treat questioning and doubt? Do they see the Bible as just a rule book or something more? How do they treat the other or outsiders? And a big one for me is what is their fruit? What fruit do they produce? 
and and that that that's there's all kinds of fruit that you could produce. I, I've often in the past thought the fruit that you produce is like people baptized, huh. converts. Yeah. That's the fruit, right? But there's we will you will be known by the that's fruit the we seed, produce, Steve. Yeah, that's not the fruit, <laughs> right? So all those things, those things are kind of um, under my must-have category. It's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to give those like bullet points, but pithy names, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what we're we're looking for. Like we got, we got to have those things. We place some place that loves God and loves people the way God loves people. And that's, I'm not sure how the hard that's going to be defined. Yeah, the I think uh, I would say the traditional way to look for a church right now. I think I wrote down the steps. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. You go to Google Earth and just look <laughs> at proximity. Yeah. Um, maybe, unless you live in a town that's used to driving. There, there's plenty of places in the country where people just are used to driving an hour everywhere, so that doesn't really matter. And then you look at the you look for church websites. You read their the About Us section, which often... Mm-hmm. So actually, first of all, by the way, sometimes you can just pull up the website and then you immediately know. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely not. The The newness of the the web design is is correlates to something. There's something that, yeah. that correlates. I'm to not that. going to that church with that font. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then you read this maybe about a statement of faith. Then you might visit a couple of times and, and speak to maybe the, the leadership or the the preacher or the pastor or the elders. Those are all such bad ways. What preacher is going to say, we're really inward focused. We, we kind of just, <laughs> you know, we, we keep ourselves comfortable. We, we focus on just keeping this going and we're just kind of trying to not make people upset. Right. Like no one's going to say that. They're all going to say, we, you are welcome here. No matter who you are, our people are great. You know, we're, we're glad to have you. We, we want you to come back. Those are all not bad things to say as a during the church, but I think it's much harder to, I think it's very difficult if it, if it's not, it's like looking for a doctor. Yeah. You just have to go to the, the doctor a few times until you can figure out like, Oh, maybe this, I shouldn't have been going to this doctor. <laughs> it's helpful if you've got a recommendation or someone who can point you, Hey, this kind of medical practice, I've had good results with this in my town. Maybe you should check it out and see if there's one of those in your town. Mm-hmm. Those recommendations, I think, are from people that you know their fruit. That's a really, that's a great way because you can know someone's fruit if you've known them for ten years. But it's very hard to know someone's fruit when you when you're there on a Sunday for just an hour and they know you're new. Yeah, Um, you get the red carpet treatment. You do. Yeah, I'll interject here. Uh, I spent maybe a full year worth of Sundays really doing a ho- this the worst possible way. I went to a different church every Sunday. Um, really? And I had a notebook. In my notebook, I, I had a s- five-star rating system with different criteria. And I would, I would just walk in and just start looking around for, all right, what do you got? Who's going to be friendly? Hmm. What are the amenities? Are you, do you do service of some kind or you're serving your community? How, you know, 
truthful, I guess, was the sermon and I, all these criteria. Same notebook. I also did the same thing to coffee shops. And so I'd rate their <laughs> lattes, you know, or is it frothy? Is it foamy? You know, was the staff friendly? And it's a very, I, th- I think I was writing it down and making it much worse when you, when you write something horrible like that down where I was just judging these, these people with arms crossed, you know, I guess waiting for them to be the, the right church. And I never found it. And I just kind of sucked my soul dry, uh, going to a different one and judging it every, every Sunday. But it's, I think that's very similar to how a lot of people look for churches. You know, you, that's, that's kind of the process and it's very consumeristic. It's, it's very hard to get away from that, that feeling of, okay, I'm going to look it up, see if I agree with it. Then I'm going to go there and see if I'm comfortable. Um, and it's very hard. I, I focused on things that I know were not very important. And also I don't know. I don't know what the how the right way is to do it, but I just was so discouraged after that year because I hadn't hadn't been giving anything to any churches, meaning I hadn't been engaging. I was just kind of yeah taking. You had it no in. community. Yeah, and, and no community. Right, that I was greeted by a new person every week, not the yeah. same the same person every week. Yeah, that 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 could be heavy. I talked to a guy a while back whose family. When he was a kid, his his parents decided that what, they did a year where they went to a different church every week on yeah. purpose to expose the kids to lots of different stuff. I mean, he's he's like, one week we were like with the Pentecostal Holy Roller type church. Huh. The next week we were like at a Greek Orthodox church. Huh. The next week we were like at a, a Messianic Jew church. <laughs> it's like that 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 would be a little too much whiplash for me. I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, the, the exposure is valuable. There, there's something to that, but it's kind of like uh, not having an anchor, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit disorienting in that way. Yeah, and I, I also should, before I move on, I should mention there are there are a lot there are a lot of must-haves that are not, I guess, that are kind of a given. Assumed. Assumed must-haves. You can't assume yeah. a must-have. <laughs> like, you already skipped do monotheism. they believe in God? <laughs> Yeah. Are they, is this a Christian organization, you know? Because you, you could have a lot of these things that I've listed in, in a lot of kind of groups that are not uh, a faith-based organization, I guess. Right. Not a church. Yeah. So We couldn't um, find know. a church, but we found a great gym. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of givens here that I'm not getting into, but um, this is like, these are the things that, these are the things that pop up when you go to a church or go to their website. So love God, love people. Got to have those things. So some, some must not haves may be obvious. They're just kind of the opposite of some of the things that I just mentioned. Like you can't have sexism. (laughs) This idea that women are not good enough to do things to me, that's misogyny and sexism. And I don't like that. Racism, obviously. Xenophobia is a little bit harder to... I mean, it's not something that you're... Obviously, like you said, Nathan, that's not going to be on their website. We don't like <laughs> foreigners. But it's it's something that I, I want to... I guess what I'm getting at is I want this... Uh, the people that I 
that I spend my time with in a, in a spiritual atmosphere to find, to have the, the kingdom as their primary uh, thing that they belong to. So it's also, it's also tied up in the whole Christian nationalism thing. Yeah. If I, if I'm at, if I'm at a place like a website of a church or imagining in the future when we actually go to visit a congregation someplace, if, if I get a whiff of Christian nationalism, I'm gone. Cause I, that's one thing that over the past four years is just, I, I just can't handle it. <laughs> I think growing up, I didn't notice it. And the church that I feel like the church we came from is, is I wouldn't say it's a Christian nationalist church. There are lots of, uh, it's affirming though. It, <laughs> it's true. It's affirming. And I remember growing up, I always, I've always thought it was weird that our songbooks had like the battle hymn of the battle Republic. Them, yeah. There's the special section and songs of the yes. songs of the church. There's the special section that includes battle hymn of the Republic is, is one that we maybe occasionally would sing, but if, if you flip through it, there's also, uh, well, Star Spangled Banner's in there, I think. Maybe, yeah, like God Bless America or Star Spangled yeah, Banner. Yeah, God Bless America, um, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I I just can't handle that because, to me, I, I don't really care what country I'm in or wh- where you're, what country you're from. I think the focus is that we are all God's children here, and we're trying to, we need to um, act like that goes back to the loving people the way God loves them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this may come as a shock to some people, but I I don't think God loves America more than he loves Mexico or Russia. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a perspective that could easily be challenged by kingdom minded leaders. It's a, it's a natural thing for our culture to seep in and it seeps in in other ways other than Christian nationalism like consumerism yeah. and other, other ways. Um, but it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, in my list somewhere in there is leaders that are, that are working on the, the flock, the group to tease those things out and to challenge those things, um, as they come up. So when, when you're getting the whiff, it's, I think the, the, the more scary thing is when it's, it's not a thing that's being worked on. It's not a thing that is being kind of directed out as it needs to, as that's what shepherds do. They're, they're, they're directing the sheep around and moving the sheep around. Yeah. And Christian nationalism is a, is an, oh, what's it? Uh, what's that term in biology? I might be making this up, but like an indicator species or something. Hmm. I think you're making it up. Yeah, let me Google it. Let me Google it, and it, Google will tell me when I'm making something up, but then it will tell me what it actually is. Indicator. Yeah, hold on, it's worth it. Yeah, it's a real thing. You got it. Take that. Okay. <laughs> let Let me get an example of one though. No, that would require too much reading. An indicator species is when you can take a shortcut, I guess, as a biologist, looking at an environment, 
Yeah. If you find this species here, it tells you that 10 other things are going well. Or, oh, yeah. Right? So an indicator like species. Kind of a barometer of the health of the environment. Yeah. If you've got, you know, frogs in your pond, then that means that the DO in the water is fine and the alkalinity and the pH and the and that mm. there's food and that there's things happening. So frogs are an indicator species of the pond. So the, mm. there are there are those things that can be an indicator species that um of of what the leadership is like or what the community is like and yeah, that's it. Christian nationalism. See, I can that's also three more than three syllables. <laughs> Try it again. LGBT. Did I get it? <laughs> you forgot Christian, the QIA plus. Yeah, no, I I'm working on once I can do the four without thinking. Okay. Okay. I'll continue. <laughs> but yeah, Christian nationalism is an indicator species that um the sheep are leading the the pastors. Yeah. Or that the the pastor is you know, is more concerned with America than God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and once again, this, this, this is a very, this is like a minefield, especially these days. Uh, just yesterday, I think your, your dad shared uh, this ad that some people thought was satire, but it was real. The was LGBTQ the, uh, Bible. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. No, it's the uh, the God Bless America Bible. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Lee Greenwood, the uh, singer of God Bless America. Which includes, in the appendix, the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Right. And the um, the um, Pledge of Allegiance. And the full, <laughs> um, <laughs> like the full text of the song that he wrote also. Uh, right. Yeah. Finally, and like it says on the thing, finally, all together in one book. It's like oh, I <laughs> puked when I saw it. And they're they're releasing it on nine eleven as a memorial for. I'm like, oh my god. There you go. Just yeah. now they're using nine eleven to sell a book. Anyway, so <clears throat> when you see when I when I see Christian nationalism in a church, you're right. It's an indicator species of problems elsewhere that I don't want to get into. And whereas some people who are listening right now with it, when they see a rainbow flag on a church's sign, that is an indicator for them that they run away. Yeah. Also an indicator species. Sure. Like they know that there's all kinds of problems at that church, but you know, we're all, we're all trying, I hope. So those, those are like, it's a very short list of must not haves. And obviously there are more, which are in to me kind of more of a given. I, I personally don't want to go to a place that's like super Pentecostal and speaking in tongues. And I just, it's, I don't get that. That's not something I want to deal with, but that's beside the point. Recently, uh, weirdly, that movement has been really associated with Christian nationalism, like from the pulpit instead of from the people. Really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. I don't associate those two things either. It's as hmm. perplexing to me as the high church, low church thing. But yeah, Metaxas has has yeah. gone that, that way. He didn't start Pentecostal. but Really? Um, that I may be blanket uh, smearing Pentecostals just now. So I, I apologize if, <laughs> if I'm wrong about that. 
I'm probably wrong about that, but yeah, we're, we're, a, we're trying to be, we're trying to be fair and balanced, but yeah, there might be, we only, a, there's, know, we only know what we know. There's a, a, a modifier for Pentecostal, which is the specific group. It, it's like that. Um, it's the church word for flamboyant. What's the word for that? <laughs> I'm going to Google again. It's like a charismatic. Thank you. Charismatic. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the church word for? Yeah. Okay. That is the church. Yeah. I, I, that, that, I, that's more of a personal preference thing. I don't want to, I don't want to go to charismatic church. I also, I didn't even write this down, but it just occurred to me when you said something about the metaxas is I'm very hyper aware of the phenomena that is coming up and that I think Sky Jatani's actually talked about talked about this a lot on the on the Holy Post podcast of just recently of uh, maybe maybe it was in his with God daily anyway um this this problem that of the celebrity pastor yeah yeah and the, where everybody is following a dude and like if if the kind of a church where if that guy left would it would fall apart um that's that's not I, i'm not i'm not trying to go to i don't, I don't want to go to a place that has a fantastic pastor that you can listen to his 45 minute sermon and it's great and we love it you know i i want a place that is more focused on god than on a person and the one one place we have gone at, we we went on uh, like a uh uh Easter sunrise service that was outside. So we felt more comfortable going with the COVID stuff. I actually, um, I kind of quizzed the guy a little bit about, you know, about his, the, the, the head pastor, I kind of quizzed him about try, trying to delve into that. And I, I was very pleasantly surprised with his answers. I, I think he's a solid guy. Um, but so that's, that's something that's kind of my antennas up for. Yeah. Yeah. So some nice to haves, uh, racial div- actual racial diversity in the church. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that's a nice to have because we live where is, <laughs> <laughs> it's because where we live, right? Yeah. Uh, it it is difficult to find people who are not white in in the city. Uh, there are there are a lot of people from uh, like Latino areas of the world here, but the churches that and I've looked in some of those, they largely are just have their Services in Spanish, so I. You should have really said that in must have good. English. Must have. Oh. <laughs> well, skipping over type, all the, all the like, must haves. So I'm I'm skipping over the important stuff. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'd be nice to have racial diversity in 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 the church we go to. Uh, it'd be nice to have actual gender diversity in the leadership, and that's not always possible because if there's one. Minister on the staff. I mean, fifty-fifty-ish. You know, sure. you get what you get. Yeah. So, it, as long as it's it's a place that is okay with that, uh, it'd be cool if if the congregation also was had some environmental involvement, because I I, I think that that's one aspect of the church. And, and it's work that often gets overlooked is our, I think it's our responsibility to take care of the environment. And uh, I mean, it's, it's the whole t- tending the garden thing. Yeah. I think it's important. 
but it's not that's not a deal breaker for me. And it would also be really nice to have a really great, healthy, vibrant youth program. Right. My daughter's kind of aged out of that now, but you know, my son's just he's thirteen. And so it, it it's not a requirement because I think that we can ha- there are he, he know he's got s- s- Christian friends. We know people we 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 can give him a, an experience and we can teach him how to follow God without having a youth minister in a big youth program. But it'd be nice. Um and things that are irrelevant to me as far as this whole process goes, musical styles. I've got some preferences, but for the most part, I don't really care if you've got a guitar or, or an organ or just acapella. That's my first irrelevant also is music. Yeah. And I mean, well, no death metal. I'm going to have to put my foot down there. I, I think it would <laughs> depend on everything else. If I, I would be intrigued. <laughs> death metal church. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try. If it, I guess, was, huh? if it was angry Psalm Day, I think we need to sing a few more of the angry <laughs> psalms. So I'm fine with that. Angry as long psalm, as it's not okay. Every day, you know. Yeah, yeah, it could be a little heavy. Yeah, uh, I don't care when they worship. If there's two 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 worship times on a Sunday, or one on a Saturday and one on a Sunday, or you know whatever. And I I don't care what the name is on the church sign. I just realized that that. W- the win was like the actually the only deal breaker I had when I was in college. <laughs> it's got to be the what the win, the win. Yeah, oh, it's like if it's an eight early. or nine, <laughs> then that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Most important was that's when funny. is it? Second most important was is there some kind of free food being offering offered? I I probably should have put that they have good quality coffee someplace on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I can bring it myself, I guess. Well, you made it happen, so you could, you know, as long as it's true, is your patient. Um, so that that's, I mean, th- like I said, there's lots of that. That's kind of my list, but there's lots of other things I didn't mention that that are important, that are um, vital. One thing that I'm I I'm noticing a lot of places uh, talk a lot about how they have they follow the Apostles' Creed. I'm not looking for an Apostles' Creed church or not. Uh, I'm looking for some place that is focused on God and focused on having a relationship with Him and helping each other have that good relationship with Him, as well as treating the world around us as though God would treat them. We'll see how that goes. It kind of reminds me of a of writing a list of the traits of the person you want to marry. Ooh, yeah. You know, it's point. because uh, I'm pretty sure I've done that before. 
I picture it stereotypically as like a teenage girl writing it in her. I don't know what they do. That her. What are the boxes that you get as a, like a hope box? Is that a thing? I keep making hope up chest. things. Hope chest. Yeah. You know, write down like what he's going to be like. Um, <laughs> but I think I've I've written down like the traits of someone I want to marry. But then as you as you go into it, you know the list becomes a little bit less important than you, you you kind of naturally in the relationship start to figure out, Oh, well, this is what, this is what is actually important to me. Um, I think also, you know, I've, I've been in the same moment trying to figure out what I'm looking for. And, and mine, I have a lot more questions and it's always important. And I know you're doing this when you're writing the list of what you want your spouse to be, that's also a great list for what you should be, right? Who you should mm-hmm. be right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's kind of what, you know, you're reflecting what you're also saying you want to be or what you want to bring to the kingdom. I've been rethinking a lot just uh, what role is, is this thing, you know, the church building, if I choose one, what role is it going to play in my faith? Hmm. And I don't really know the answer to that. I'm kind of teasing that out. I think it's going to, my right now, my goal is that it's it's a smaller one um, than it has been in, in the past. Not because my, not because I'm dwindling the importance of meeting with Christians or or going to a church on a Sunday, but because I'm trying to work on increasing what I do the rest of the days. Mm-hmm. Um, and working on that and and something I've been thinking about a lot is you know we we talked about indicator species, but I'm also nervous of accidental selection, speaking of biology, where when you select for certain traits um that can also accidentally search select for certain other traits, so like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh kind of as a joke, but seriously, you know good coffee. That, that's the example yeah. I use. If you, if all you're looking for is a church that has good coffee, it's going to come with like a certain other things that go with it. it. Reminds me of the story of the the Russian foxes. Do you know about mm-hmm. these? There's an experiment. Uh, uh, maybe oh, in Siberia with the, with the ears, right? With the ears, yeah. So yeah. First of all, if I was going to have a pet, I would want to have a pet fox. I think foxes are awesome. So that's partially why I'm interested in this experiment, but. Somewhere in cruel Siberia, uh, there's this fox farm, and the experiment was they selected for breeding the foxes that were the least afraid of humans, or as they continued, the the most friendly. And so that you know that maybe starts with the ones that don't attack the cage when a human walks by, but they're Mm -hmm. you know but they're just choosing whatever the group is the, the most friendly. That's it. That was their selection. That's what they were looking for. That was their criteria. And after only a few generations, the fox's ears became floppy. The fox's tails became curly and wagged more. And the fox's Mm -hmm. eyes and facial features became more forward facing. Yeah. Fascinating. It's, it's, it's so interesting. And I've been thinking about that exact analogy a lot as I think about choosing a church. Because my thing that I'm reacting, my pain that I'm reacting against is I'm nervous about 
picking a place where I'm just picking myself and I end up just regardless of who the church is affirming that it's affirming me and Mm. that I won't notice it, that I, I thought I was picking these two things because they're my priorities, but I end up just in a place where like everyone is a carbon copy of me. So one of my ideas I've been toying along is I should just go the place where I'm the least comfortable, (laughs) but that's probably a bad idea. It doesn't mean they're doing anything right that I'm uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Um, But so let's see. So I started my list with that. I've just been looking inwardly and, and really trying to see if it's possible to let the spirit lead me somewhere. I don't know if that's possible, but I have been trying to work on that so that if I do end up somewhere that I'm open to that spirit connection, whatever that means. Yeah. So my must have, I actually, it's funny you mentioned the apostles creed because I, I am a Nicene creed or apostles creed person. I don't care if a church says that they says that they accept it, but it is a really nice uh, way to boil down the really short basics of Jesus, God's spirit. That's kind of an, probably an unspoken one, but it's, and it's really easy to find that. So, but in my must have alongside Jesus, God's spirit and that belief in who God is, uh, which is coming straight from what you said, the, the Lord, our God is one. You should love the Lord with all your, Mm -hmm. everything. So the next must have for me is I'm looking for fruit and I call that transformed and transforming people. I think, you know, walking in the door, if it was evident right away, it would be people in all stages of that, but that they're moving, they're being transformed, they are transformed, and they're transforming people mm-hmm. as evidence of the Holy Spirit working in that church. And that also means looking for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Yeah. And I think you had you had spoken to it but humility as a as a collective is something that i'm really looking for yeah that ties into lots of the things you mentioned about how you you see outsiders right are you above them or below them are you against them or for them and so a, i think a humble stance as a collective solves a lot of those the, those problems so th- so that that was it. that was my must have jesus god spirit fruit and and then I added humility to the to that list. My must not have. I said bitterness and squelchment. I don't know if squelchment. I think that's. Okay, I got, I got, I got bitterness. Up, What's squelchment? Well, that is the suppressing of outside thought or questions. That's squelchment. So, I think that goes along with humility. Actually, I, th- I think those are. Okay. You can't have humility, and also completely drown out, you know, dissent or questioning or that kind of thing. So bitterness and squelchment is, is a, maybe an environment that leads to people being quiet when they wish they, they have an unresolved question. They wish they could say something. Ah, okay. Um, my nice to haves, um, I said personal involvement by lay people. That's kind Mm. of assumed, but I was also thinking of high churches where I just don't know the, I kind of want to be able to eventually be doing things as part of yeah part of the church. So that's the thing I I just personal preference like. You know that's a, that's a good point because I I 
I mean, obviously I've done tons of teaching and leading worship and preaching and yada, yada. And I, I've done a lot of those things because I feel like God's given me those gifts and I want to be able to use them. And that's a good, that's a good point that, um, it, it kind of occurred to me the other day when I came across some Episcopalian church or whatever. And like all the dudes up there with, with the, the white gowns on and things like that. I'm like, wow. Uh, am I, am I going to be allowed to do anything at this church? <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, in, in high church, that's I don't what it be looks just, like. I don't want to be just an observer, you know? Right. Yeah. And in, in a low church, it can, the, the thing that takes that place is this high degree of professionalism. Yeah. So that all the people up there are, you know, Instagram gorgeous. Right. And nice shoes. They're, they're polished. <laughs> and I, I tend to like, when it's a little bit more open for uh for everybody, yeah, agreed. No matter how many syllable, word long things you can pronounce. Um, nice to have. I I've got a son, and so part of what I'm looking for in a community is for him to see examples. So I mm. want good examples of men and women living Christian lives, and I specifically added of men and women living Christian lives, and to me that means openly. In, in ways that my son is going to see that example um, and see that possibility. And if I had a daughter that, you know, it would be the same thing, seeing that in more than just my family, but in my faith community and good children's curriculum is a nice to have that goes along with just the fact that that's just kind of a cherry on top. If, if there's, yeah. if that exists, but that's, that's kind of lower on the list. Cause that, I feel like if you had all the other stuff, that's a pretty good children's curriculum just hanging around. And seeker friendly, you mentioned something like that. I, I, uh, I do like it when there's there's not a fear of the outside, but there's more of that, you know, welcoming, not welcoming like you say on your sign that everyone is welcome, but uh, welcoming like someone would maybe want to come in and and have a conversation. That's a completely yeah. different, you know, you can't do that with a sign. You have to do that by the kind of people you are. Irrelevant music. I put attire what you wear, even though I really like extreme casual and we're in Colorado. So that's not much of a problem, but in, but I don't mind. I don't mind it. I don't care what, what the music type is, what people wear. Oh, I put age, but I do kind of want to find a place that has a diversity of age. That's a good point from bottom to top old to young, because I think sometimes that's, like the age thing is where I'm going to accidentally select for people who are all like me because I was, maybe I was looking for good coffee music. I like, and a good hmm. children's program. Yeah. And now suddenly the church is all young families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was, there was one church that we, we watched a few worship videos from. And I'm, I started wondering, okay, I, if, so I guess if you want to be in the, band at this church you've got to be young and hot <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah why isn't it isn't it a coincidence that uh all the people who are really good at singing are also beautiful <laughs> right <laughs> yeah exactly and that's hard to see because when you go in you're just like this place is cool yeah you know or when you go in you could say this place smells old right <laughs> um but that that doesn't mean that it's not a spirit kingdom community. Um, I put the building. I don't care if there is a building or anything about that. Um, I also put on irrelevance 
and this is a change for me, doctrine details. Mm. I, I think that I would rather have my must-haves where people are being transformed and transforming and there's fruit of the Spirit evident in their lives and all of those gnats I disagree with. I'm willing to put up with that. I'm even willing for my son to get some of those details different than I do or wrong or whatever mm-hmm. if if it's in exchange for that other stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, those are all really good. And I think that you're probably a little bit like me that – I think as time goes on, as and probably even as we are looking at different churches to go to and to kind of plug ourselves into, this this list will probably ebb and flow and change and maybe rearrange things a little bit here and there. <clears throat> but it's a it's a process, and it 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 could take a while. And that's one thing that I really am thankful for you in your in your leaving episode when you're talking about like I, I love your the analogy of breaking up and and like the rebound church <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um you know, yeah be careful of the, of the rebound church you know maybe, maybe the right one but you know maybe not so you take your time and just in general i think i'm i'm trying to this is all very new territory for me obviously as I've said, my family on both sides has has been part of the same church for 100 years ish, and it, this is a it's a big change. And so I'm trying to be patient with myself and with other people, um, and trying to be willing to change my mind on some of these. Like maybe maybe some of these must haves may may move down into the like tab and maybe some of the likes would be must haves or I don't know. Yeah. Just like the choosing the, if I was going to write a list of what I wanted my future wife to look like, first of all, I would have been wrong. I was was wrong. (laughs) And I, and those things that I thought were important turns out were less important than I thought. I also remember I had, I definitely had deal breakers in my dating life. Yeah. And some of them were easy, you know, but I, I remember it's kind of a joke, but it's a true story. Uh, there was a girl that I didn't date because she didn't like vegetables, <laughs> but I could, I was good friends with her before the thought crossed both of our minds. And turns out I can be great friends with someone who doesn't like vegetables, but I could never be married to someone who <laughs> doesn't like vegetables. And I, th- I think there, there's a, that's a connection to intimacy and commitment, right? Because part of marriage is eating a lot of the same meals. Yeah. And, or um, both of us, you know, it's a indicator species of taking care of our bodies. You know, are we, are we going to, you know, can eat healthy or, or whatever? And choosing a church, there's two ways to read that. One could be, well, man, this is the, this is the one that I'm committed to and that I'm going to be the most intimate in, in community with. And so it should be the most, it should have the least amount of deal breakers. Or you can think of it as the reason I have deal breakers or that there are certain things that I, I feel like I really need to have are because I, not only do I need that, but I'm tying it very closely to my identity. Like this, mm-hmm. this place that I choose is, is, is now going to represent me and I'm going to represent that, that body. Yeah. And you can, if you were going to choose the crazy route and 
and try that experiment of choosing a church where you're the least comfortable. The way you have to do that, since you can't now tie it to your identity, because it probably you disagree with a bunch of stuff, your identity has to come first in Christ or in the kingdom. And then I think there's just a choice of how how closely are you going to tie your identity to that official you know church that you enroll in as a member. And I'm that's something I'm skittish about because of my experience, because of how, you know, I'm still in reaction mode of how painful it is to tie your identity so closely to something and then it betray you. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of, I'm in, in, in that mode, but I think it's just something to think about, about it's a, it's this close commitment thing. And so that's why it's important that, my children are going to see these people as examples. They're going to invite their friends. They're going to associate that with me and, and who, Mm -hmm. and, and learn all of the accidental things that go along with that. But I do think there is, I used to think this about marriage. I might be wrong about this, but I used to think that any two people can make it work. If you were just Adam and Eve, then you'd, you'd, you'd figure out a way to make it work. Or you get an arranged marriage or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like, oh, all right, well, we got to, yeah. we're the only two people left or we arranged marriage or whatever. And I think to some extent, I even believe that about if I, if there was one church in all of Colorado and they had an American flag and then a cross, then an American flag and then a cross and then a gun. But they're in between all the, you know, the Christian nationalists, there were there were a couple of people who were just thirsty for Christian community. I think I could make it work. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I came across a, ch- a church here in town that uh I was looking at I clicked on their like their uh, small groups page. Yeah. Yeah. And like they had one small group that was called uh Faith, Family and Firearms. <laughs> like <laughs> Like no, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. That's they, funny. they met like at a local uh, shooting range for their small groups. I'm like, well, there you go. Not my thing. I don't think I could handle that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes you can learn things from the from the website. <laughs> yeah, so I would say these are the before lists because we're we're at the very beginning of this. Just That's a really good way to put that because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to listen back to this episode, and <laughs> yeah. listen to what you had to say about my things, and edit my list, and then listen to your list, and edit my list and... again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I that's that, that's why we need community, man. Because I, I think of things from one perspective, and you think of it from another perspective, and, and together and we'll get there. Yeah, if you don't have community, you just have to climb up mountains to get a different perspective. But this humans have this amazing thing. If someone else has a perspective, you can borrow their perspective. You yeah, can, that, and if someone true. else, like if they climb the mountain, you can learn from their, you know, how they grew up. Their, if they were different from you, and you have to have, if unless you're going to do it all the hard way and find all that perspective on your own, that's one of the fantastic things about community: free perspective. Free perspective. That's great. Well. Good luck on your searches and... Yeah, we might bump into each other. Yeah. Throughout all, I'm going to try my best to follow the fire, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, that's where we need it. I worked yeah. that in there. <laughs> that was nice. He said the name of the thing. 
Okay, well, I'll talk to you later, man. All right, sounds good. But it only takes a whisper. Hey, thanks for listening to Following the Fire. If you'd like to see show notes for this episode, which includes links to everything we mentioned as well as all the scriptures, head on over to followingthefire.com and just click on this episode. There's also contact information on the website. Let us know what you think about the show and if you have any suggestions for future topics. Also, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you could. It really helps other folks find the show. And as always, thanks to the fabulous Daniel Wheat for the theme song and the music for the episode. You can find more of his stuff on Apple Music and Spotify. See you later. Spotify.